Jesus. We bless the Lord this morning. We thank God for each and every one that are here. Just bow your heads with me. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity. We praise your God for each and every one that is in the house today. They all belong to you. God, whatever state we're in, we belong to you. And you love us. And God, we thank you for allowing us to know that today. Allow as we come, we totally surrender ourselves to you. That not my will, but thy will be done. Bless your people this day. Send your word. Give me your word and then send your word. And let all of our hearts be open and tune in to the word of God. Amen. You may be seated. We praise God today for our pastor, our lady elect, for all the deacons, trustees, visitors, everybody. You know, when you start calling that name, you try to remember, and then you get you forget. But today, I, I, I love the Lord. I really love the Lord. Amen. He is my life. This morning was one of the most challenging morning I had in I don't know how long. Oh, God. So if my hair fall off, just pick it up and don't let it disturb you none. Okay, just pick it up and just pray for me and say, okay, God got it. But it was one of the most challenging morning I never, it's been a long time since I come to Miss Sunday School. And I had two printers and neither one of them wanted to work. But you know what? God is good. And I said, Lord, I am trusting you today. But the word I want that the Lord placed in my heart to encourage you with today is because is, is putting on the whole arm of God, okay, to get ready for battle. Uh, because what is happening as we look around um, what's happening in our society today, we got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. You have what, pride. And you know what, this, the, our, our, our elects are, are condoning our officials, the one in high authority. It's condoning all of these things. And they're making them legal. And then you have, like, the marijuana. They want to make that legal. Long time ago, they throw people in jail for having just a tiny bit, especially black folks. But now they want to make it illegal. So it's like, to me, it's like, what are you going to do with those that are already in jail because of what you did? So are you going to give them some kind of restitution? And then along with that, they're going, I mean, it, it's quite an uproar concerning Wade versus uh, Roe. I don't know all the detail concerning Wade versus Roe, but I am for life because God gave us life. And here they, I mean, people, they are trying to, turn, you have, I think it's like nine judges who made the decision. They're making these decisions for the whole world. Not the whole world, but everybody in the state of, in the, of, of the United States. They are making decisions that affect all of our lives. I mean, all of our lives. Safe or unsafe. And then we have, even in the local department, because uh, that one over there, the, the, the main uh, that world is making one decision, and then we have our local making another decision to counteract that consider decision. A lot of craziness are going on. People are being shot. Lives are being taken. Like the, I mean, like there's a fly, and they say, "Poop, you gone." 
So it's a lot of things that are going on, and we know that people are dying because we have a lot of death here in St. Paul. A lot of people are sick. A lot of people are going through a whole lot of other things in their life, and we got mental illness like, illness like you would not believe. And every, but everything now, they're blaming on mental illness. But, you know, the officials and those that are high up, they're not looking at it from a spiritual point of view. They're not looking at it as the evil that is in the world and that is floating around that has taken over the minds of men and women all over the place. They're not seeing that part. And they're not looking at it for that part. But they, from the worldly point of view, they just want to see what the world says. And, and you know, I, 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 my son and I was talking. He said, your mom, you know you can Google anything now. And we all have the medias, uh, I mean, the, the Internet, and we have Wi-Fi, and we have all of this stuff. And when we want to know something, not a time we just Google it. We don't even catch God no more. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't even ask God. We don't even bother to pray or to uh, consult God as, okay, Lord, what is it that is right? What is wrong? And what is it that I really know? We Google everything now. And when I say me, I ain't good me. Find myself Googling. I, something went wrong with my car, and I wanted to know how to fix it. And my son said, me, Google it. <laughs> the engine light kept coming on, and I did. I Googled it. And they showed me what the part is and what it was wrong with. And they even showed me how to fix it. We have so much information available to us. And it is taking our minds and our hearts off of God. It is causing us not to depend and trust in God like we used to. Things that we used to get on our knees and pray about. We don't pray about them anymore. We go to the media and say, okay, what it says, what do I need to do with this? How do I handle, how do I fix this? God wants us to revert and come back to him. So that we can fight the battle that is in front of us. And we, the, the, the believers battle, and, and along with that, I'm going to try to stick with my nose. <laughs> but I'm going to let God have his way. But the word of God said, do we not to be deceived? You got a lot of people that are in Christ. You're walking, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay. And he, as, as your Lord and Savior, he is the Lord of your life. And as Lord of your life, uh, you need to be consulting God. The disciples, when Jesus was, was with the disciples, he taught them a whole lot of things. And what he was teaching them was to prepare them so when he was no longer with them, they would know how to operate. And that's what the word of God teaches us today. But we have a lot of time. We don't even bother to get into the word. We ain't got time. We got time to watch the TV. How many hours? Think, I mean, I, just how many hours do you watch TV in the run of a day? How many hours you spend on Facebook? How many hours you can talk on the phone sometimes? But yet, for some of us, we say, I am busy. I just ain't got time to read like I used to. But I believe if you really think about it and really take some things under consideration, if you... Turn off the TV, 
for a little bit, get off of Facebook and get off of all the chaos and you'll get your mind off all the stuff that is surrounding you. Get your minds off of all of that and start looking into the word of God. And it don't take, you don't have to do it all day. I mean, it'd be good. I I, oh my God. You know what? I tell you, some mornings, I learned this. I'm not saying this is for you, but I learned this. It used to be that I would get up in the morning. I don't know how far I'm going to get, but it used to be when I would get up in the morning, I would have so much, so many things to, you get so busy. You know, a lot of times before you get out of bed, before your foot hit the floor, your mind is already running. Thinking about all the things that you have to do that day. And then you get in such a rush. And the next thing you know, you're walking out the door. You're doing your chores and you have not spent any time with God. I found that the best time to spend time with God is early in the morning. And I also find that when I start, sometimes it is 12, 1 o'clock, and I'm still doing something concerning the word of God. We make a habit of doing things that we do. You know, it don't take long to form a habit. You can do th- two things. We've done this way by three times, and the next thing you know, you're doing it automatically. But if you practice reading the word of God and allow it to become a habit, it's a good habit, and it's a good thing. But I find that when I don't spend time with God, I don't know about you, my life gets messed up. A couple, few days ago, I was home, and I think I got carried away into something else. And what happened was some things start happening through the run of the day. And I got overwhelmed. It's like, wow, where is all that? It's like stomach, everything, a bomb or something had dropped on me. And my mind was going, and it's like, I can't do this, and I can't do that. Where's all this stuff coming from? So I called my daughter to vent. She said, Mommy, I'm going to tell you what you tell him. He said, so you sitting down? She said, I'm going to tell you what you normally tell me. Take a deep breath. Pray. Give it to God. How many of you know we need that from each other? Even though we need it. And this is where the word of God said, be your brother's keeper. We need to remind each other every once in a while. When things get burdened and oh, and you become overloaded, you need to remind them. To turn to God. We are in a battle. And a war is going on. And you know the biggest war that captures us. Is the one that is in us. Okay. And a lot of us become deceived. Because we think that the devil got all the power. But he ain't got the power. He really don't. What the word of God says that that he's running or going around to and for seeking whom he may devour. And the one that he devours or he can he, he can plant thoughts and but you don't have to receive them. He can set a trap for you, but if you've been talking of God, you don't have to walk in it. Praise God, because the word of God also be sober in your thinking so that you won't be deceived by the enemy. You know, when a person gets drunk and alcohol, I've never been drunk in my life, but I've seen others act some kind of way. When they get drunk, that's the time they come out with all the stuff that has been in their heart for a long time. There are things they come up with 
that was way, way back there. But let me tell you, some of us that has chosen Christ in their lives today, if God don't renew your mind and your thinking, I'm 72 years old. All those things from way back yonder. Because it's like a computer. Your, mind, your heart and mind is like a computer. It stores information. So all that information from way back yonder is in there. And every time you're not sober and functioning and working in the word of God, all that stuff that you've learned and been stored up for all them years, the enemy brings it back to your mind. And I tell you, if you ain't got the word of God in you and stored in you, this is a part of the army. If you ain't got the word of God in you and your mind has not been renewed, your attitude will reflect what's in your heart. And I declare it'll slip out your mouth. And it'll be in your steps. But that's why the word of God in Ephesians 6 says, put on the whole armor of God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places. The battle that we are fighting today, you cannot fight it in your own script. Peter tried it. When Jesus was telling them about his death and he was going to die, Peter said, I'll die with you. And he really meant that. But when, like we said, when push come to shove, when it really came down to the reality and they were, and Peter's life was on the line, Peter backed up and said, I don't know him. And I believe somewhere they said he even cussed. The old him came out. You know how it is sometimes when your minds don't get renewed and you've been a cusser and you've been doing this so frequently. When trouble comes, when things start happening in your life and you don't know how to deal with it in a spiritual way, the spirit of God don't come out of you cussing and denying. Comes out of you. Because what happens when your mind is renewed? You change. God take out the old you and they put in a new you. But when your minds don't get renewed, the old you comes out. We have to watch our heart. Out of your heart comes the issue of life. Whatever is in you, it is in your heart and your minds reflect. And when you want to find out how to handle something special when you're in trouble, it comes right out of what you've been doing. The old you will slip out. And then we say, where did that come from? You ever find yourself, you've read the word of God. You know what the word of God says. You can recite the word of God. But when it comes down to your action, your mouth and your action don't agree. And the Bible said, how can two dwell together except they agree? If the spirit of God is in you and, and, God, uh, 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 and, and you, then you and God are going to react together. But if the spirit of God is not operating in you, you're going to act like the world because the world spirit is still in you. We are in a battle, y'all. And we are fighting for our lives. We fight for our lives. We fight for the lives of our children. We fight for the lives of our family. We fight for the life of loved ones. And for all of those who are struggling. We are the example. When Jesus, the ex what Jesus, uh, those 12 men, 
He had a lot of disciples, but those 12 men was in his inner circle. Well, we know Judas betrayed, but he was in the inner circle. As disciples, and we are like those 12 disciples. Because once you accept Christ, you are the disciples as well. Now, Jesus was preparing them for the work of the ministry when he leave. Because what happened was, when Jesus would walk in the face of the earth, he could only be in one place at one time. But he said, when I told them when I go, you will do many works. And see, a lot of times we look at the works as somebody laying hand on you and being healed. Or somebody being delivered in some kind of way, that other kind of way. But we don't look at the work as how they on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, because they couldn't even operate correctly and be fierce in their operation until the Holy Ghost came. They demanded deny, they denied him and the group ran away from him. But on the day of Pentecost, their hearts were changed. They were renewed. The Holy Spirit entered in. And they became fierce. And nothing could stop them. They even feared for their life, but that didn't stop them. And many of them were killed, but that didn't stop the rest of them. And it, oh God, I am so glad that it didn't. Because of their standing, I am walking with God today. What am I saying to you? The battle that you fight, you have no strength of your own to fight it. You need the Holy Spirit residing in you. You need the old you to be kicked out and to put it to rest. I want, I think someone, Paul, he said, dethrone. That spirit that lives in us, that old spirit need to be dethroned. Put out of action. And we don't need to go back and pick it up. When the disciples, they stood for God. And, and, and when, he, when his attitudes are out, we need to be gone. Because what the word of God says about that, he said the spirit, uh, the, the evil spirit goes out and they seek out for the house. If, if they go out and they're looking for, if they go out looking for another place to live. And they don't find no place to go because they need a body to operate. What they're saying they'll do, I'll go back to that house that I used to live in. And if they come back to you where you've been cast, where you were, where, and if you, they were cast out, they don't come in by themselves. They go and get some buddies. And your state is worse than it was to begin. So what the word of God teaches us, you can't do it by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit operating in you. And God ain't going to knock down your door to get in. He will tap and knock. But he ain't going to burst your dough down. He said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. Oh, God, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And I'll teach you. I know he says uh, more than that the other way. But he said, I'll teach you the things that you need to do and to know. And the one thing about that I, I want to say is that I, I read, and in, in, in the midst of this is, is that when Jesus sent the 12 disciples out, he said, I'm sending you out. I don't know where the scriptures I wrote it somewhere. I'm a lamb, a sheep among wolves. And he said that you are to be as harmless as a dove, but yet as fierce and cunning as the snake. We are God's disciples. We're out in the field for God. 
And while we are out there, God wants us to be gentle. He wants us to be loving. He wants us to be kind. He wants us to be considerate. He wants us to be watchful. Okay? The attitude of the dove. The spirit of the Lord that rests in a believer. He don't want you causing Because what it says, yeah, the salt of the earth, a light, a city that sits high. And through our lives, I think when I walk in, they were kind of talking about it this morning. And our lives shines a light on other people so they can see and know the way. But coming in, it's that God wants us to be victorious. He don't want us to be defeated. He don't want us to walk in fear. He don't want us to walk in despair. Believers, we need to know who we are in Christ. And you won't know that unless you get into the word of God. It also says to some, uh, Paul talks about being awake. Some of us have gone to sleep. It seems like that we are sleeping. We're in la-la land. And nothing else seems to matter but me. I got mine. You get yours. But Paul says for we are to wake up, be alert, walk in wisdom, redeeming the time. Because the days that we are in are evil. Humble yourself, therefore, in the mighty hand of God. Casting your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Don't be deceived. God is not mine. God ain't going to see his word go undo. God is going to bring forth every word that he has spoken, whether it's to your favor or whether it's not to your favor. We only want God's, a lot of us want God's favor. And we know God ain't condemning nobody now. God help everybody. But you know what? If you put yourself in the enemy's territory, then that's where you are. And let's kind of briefly look at some of the armors. It says, for the believer's army, therefore stand having your Lawrence girl about with truth. You have to wrap yourself in the truth of the word of God. You know, because so many things are going around now and people are being deceived. There, you know, there's a Bible that they have written out just for, I think, the gay section five. They got their own Bible now. They're changing the word. But you have to know the truth. And let me tell you something else. Teach yourself the truth. Because when they go to school, they're teaching all things in schools now. Okay? Make sure your children and your grandchildren know the truth. Put on the blessed plate of righteousness. you got to have a right relationship with God. You just can't, oh my God, you just can't just do it any your way. And not have a relationship with God. To talk to God sometimes. If you're a friend, friends talk sometimes. You communicate. So you got to have a right relationship with God. And then your feet. But your feet shorted with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace in your heart. Peace in your life is needed. You know, when we ain't got peace, our minds and our hearts get crazy. And like I said, it, it, it goes all over the place with all kinds of things. The enemy could bring all kinds of thoughts to your minds and and everything, and if you ain't got the word of God and know how to cast out those thoughts, those thoughts can overtake you. And you could be in a lot of trouble. But peace needs to be in your heart. And it said, take on the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. The way you know that enemy throwing all kinds of things at us. All kinds of things. But you have to be confident. 
in the word of God. You have to know the word of God because the word of God gives you confidence. It brings confidence in you, knowing what God says and knowing that God is true to his word. You can stand on the word and you can speak the word and you can live on the word. But if you're shaky, unsure, I think somewhere in the Bible, James said, a, 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 a shaky person is watery, wavy, he says. You're going to and for. When you're going to and for, you're not sure where you are. You're not sure who you are. You're not even sure who you belong to. You're not even sure what side you should be fighting on. Above all, take it on the sheet of faith, where whether you may be able to stand during the difficult times, which is the times that we are in today. And then put on the helmet of salvation. Cover your head, God. Cover your head means this is where the mind, the head, the mind, the renewing of your mind. It needs to be renewed. It needs to be changed. You can't live, uh, you cannot accept Christ in your life and say, I'm a child of God and walk in the world. You can't do them both. The world has to come out of you. And the word of God need to get in you. But some of us, we are still walking in yesterday's world. Into the word, uh, yesterday's world, rather than allowing Christ to get in you. If Christ get in you, he'll bring about change and stability in your life. And it talks about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we know we need the word of God. That's the only weapon that we have the right to fight with. Is the word of God. You could take the word of God. The word of God is powerful. Oh God, you can demand that Satan lose his hope. You can demand that Satan that, that you be that Satan go away and you be here. You can demand that he get out of your corner, out of your house, out of your life, out of your children's life. Because of what the word of God says. Praying always. Never cease to pray. We have to pray continuously. And some people say, how do I pray continuously? You know what? You can pray and not even open your mouth. A prayer and a praise could always be inside of you. You can mumble. Because the word of God tells us to meditate. If you really read Psalms 1 and really study Psalms 1, that's how it tells you for the word of God. Thank you. That the word of God, we are to meditate on the word of God day and night. Keep the word of God in front of you. Every chance you get, read the word of God. Saturate yourself. In the word of God. Be a sponge. You know you take a sponge and you put it in the water. And it's set in it for a minute. The next time you go back, you could go back and squeeze that sponge. And you ain't got nothing coming out of there but water. We can saturate ourselves so in the word of God by reading the word of God. That every time you open your mouth. Or every time you're thinking the word of God is right there. Always be with you. But pray continuously. We seem to sell out of us. We seem to have a prayer with prayer. I know I've said this before. We have a prayer with prayer. We can do a meeting and we can have all kinds of people. We're getting ready to close. We can have all kinds of people at a meeting. It just amazes me. It, it just really, no, it, it baffles me. Because uh, as believers in the Lord of Jesus Christ, we can have a meeting. And people make sacrifices and come to a meeting. Some people that don't even come to the church, they'll be at the meeting. Don't say something is happening and, and we voting on this and this need to take place and they are against it. Some of every Tom, Dick, and Harry would be at the meeting. I say that bothers me. But you call prayer. And say, oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to take care of this. Come on, y'all. Let's pray about it and see what God says. And ask God for help and encouragement to take us through. 
so we can have the victory. You have one, maybe two, maybe three. By chance, you might That baffles me. And I say for me, maybe it doesn't bother anybody else. Prayer holds everything together. All of your armor, I'm not saying you don't pray at home. But what I'm saying is there comes a time when we as a body of Christ need to come together and pray. And look to God and ask God for help. And I believe, and I really believe in all my heart, so many things that we need done and we want done here. If we were to trust God and start praying and seeking God, God will bring them about. We'll cause people to open up their pocketbooks. And they'll give that that they got in the bank, that that they got stored up all over the place, saving for a rainy day. Did you know why? Because they believe in God and because they trust God and know that the more I give, God will give back to me. And if he don't, it's all right because it belongs to God anyway. In conclusion, I'm going to sit down here. The believers battle, we're all fighting. Just know this. We're all fighting. And the battle that we fight is not against each other. Please know this. Please know this. We're not, the battle's not fighting, we're not fighting against each other. The killing that are taking place, it is, we're looking at the men and the women that are doing it, but it's the evil spirit that has possessed them and has taken over their mind and their hearts that are causing them to do evil. We complain and we call them names. We say bad things about them, but I declare to you, you need to be praying for them. I said it before and I take it this way, it could have been one of my child. It could have been me. Satan possessed anybody. It could have been. The Bible said, if you think you somebody, check yourself. When you think you got it all together, check it out. Pride is one of the downfall that gets all of us in trouble. We get up, Satan went up. And he got to the place he thought he was better than God. And he wanted to build his kingdom above God. But I tell you, sin with his all his pride got cast down out of heaven. And when Jesus came, took the keys from Satan, Satan ain't got the keys no more to the kingdom. Satan is, in the de is being held captive, but he has demonic spirit that is going to and forth. He is not in control of your life, only if you let him. Pray my strength in the Lord. There's more, but I'm done. Give God a hand of praise. Come on. Come on, give God some praise this morning. Just, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're in a war, church. We are in a war, church. Glory, glory. Hallelujah, since I laid my burden down, oh glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burden down, oh glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burden down. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burden down. Oh, I feel better, so much better, since I laid my burden down. 
Oh, I feel better, so much better since I lay my burden down. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah, since I lay my burden down. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah, since I lay my burden down. If you doors of the church are open, doors to the church are open, please stand, everybody. Hallelujah. You heard the message today. Maybe you are one who are who have heard the word, whether in present or online, that you realize that this, yes, I am in a battle. But I'm here to tell you today, this battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. And you need to know that. But listen to this. As a preacher, preacher, you can't do this battle by yourself. You got to do this thing. The Lord got you. But the word is the one that would help you to see that the Lord has you. And then when the enemy comes upon you like a flood, and he will come upon you like a flood, the Bible tells us that he will raise up a standard against it. When a flood happens, it comes quick. But a standard is like a dam. When that flood hits, the dam will pop up. Very instant. Keep playing. So I'm here to tell somebody today, harden not your heart. Today is your day. Whether online, you can give your, put your name online, so that I'm ready to give my life to Christ. Or maybe that you're in here today. Or maybe yet you need a church home. Some place where you can come and get the real word of God, where you're not going to be judged. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, we're not perfect here. People are going to make mistakes because ain't nobody perfect. But come on in here, and we're going to learn about a perfect God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come this day, God, to say thank you, God, for your word. God, thank you not just for, for but for being the word today. Father God, you know what we need every time you bring your word, God. Father God, that was what we call good preaching, God. Father God, we thank you for using your woman of God on behalf of you to tell us, to remind us, to inform all of us that we are in a war and that there is confusion here in the land because of the hand of the enemy. But we have got to know what you stand for in your word. We have got to know that you won't leave us and that you won't forsake us. And come what may, the battle belongs to you. The enemy don't have the battle. He, he, ain't, he don't even have any power. But God, but I'm also here, God, thanking you, oh God, for you, for you having the power, for you having the authority, for you having the, 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 the plan. For you've already made the plan of salvation, and that plan that you sent was through Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for Jesus today. He showed us, oh God, that when he came, yes, he can heal. Yes, he can deliver. Yes, he can feed. Yes, he can clothe. But he came to forgive all of our sins. He came to make us, make us whole today, God. He came to let us know that the battle belongs to him. And God, we want to thank you, oh God, that he took that battle to the cross. And when he took it to the cross, the enemy thought that he had him. But God, but we thank you today, God. We thank you today that the battle, that even at that point on the cross, when he was using folks to, thank you, Jesus, when he was using folks to tell them that he wasn't God, tell them that he wasn't the Savior, he still had the power to say, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. God, that we say, thank you for forgiving us. Even in this day, God, there are still some, oh God, that I still don't know who they are. They don't know who they are in you. But God, but you sent Jesus. And God, we thank you for sending Jesus. And God, I have the same prayer. God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Some of them are going to be used by the enemy. Some of them are being used by his minions. But God, but you have covered us in the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the power in the blood. Thank you for the power in his name. Father God, you've given us your word. 
And because you've given us your word, that means you've given us your son. Because John said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. The word is God. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. This day, God, we still need Jesus. The war may be going on, but God, we still need Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the power that he possesses. Thank you for Jesus. The war may be going on, but he got the victory. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus today. Thank you, God, that Jesus gave us some authority. He said, whatever we ask in his name, so shall it be done that, that the Father be glorified through him. Lord God, I thank you. So God, at the name of Jesus. Father God, we also come up against us this, this thing called sickness. Father God, Brother Banks, God, we, we call his name out, God. Father God, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, just because his age is what it is, doesn't mean you still can't heal him. So God, we plead the blood right now, God. Whatever the assignment of the enemy, oh God, we call it cancer right now, God. God, we're worried, say, he is healed. So God, he is healed, God. But then, oh God, also God will call out God. Brother Randy go right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, oh God, the battle ain't sickness. Sometimes, God, the battle ain't pain. Sometimes the battle, oh God, is when your heart been broke. And sometimes, oh God, the devil will try to turn us against you, God, when our heart been broke. Father God, I'm asking you, oh God. Father God, hold him in your hand. Just because his son died, oh God. His son was God. His son's not here no more. And he's going through some pain right now. But Father God, you know about that, oh God. You know what it's like to have your son to die. You know what it's like, oh God. So God, I'm asking you, oh God. So please comfort his heart, God. Have him know, oh God, that you are still with him. You are still with him, oh God. You still got him, oh God. Even though the devil may be at his front door, but God, you still got him, oh God. You're still keeping him, oh God. God, you done brought him from a mighty long way, oh God. Sometime, oh God, the devil will try to bring up our past in our lives, oh God. He'll bring up our past, oh God, to get us to turn on you, oh God. But God, your word says we are not fighting against one another, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But, oh God, I thank you today. I thank you, oh God, today that you have equipped us for this battle. You have equipped us that even when we're down, we still know how to fight. Just because we're getting knocked down, Father God, sometimes the enemy will knock us down to our knees. Well, oh God, but that's the perfect weapon right there. That's the perfect weapon when we get down on our knees. He think we won't call on you, but God, when we get to our knees, we'll call on Jesus. Sometimes we have to allow the enemy to knock us down to our knees, God, so that we can call on you and, 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 get, and get assurance that you're right there. Father God, we thank you, oh God. We thank you for this body, God. We thank you for this place, God. We thank you for this people. And Father God, we thank you for where you brought us. Oh God, we thank you for where you brought us, oh God. We thank you for where you where, where we're on our way to. Father God, but at this place where we are right now, God. Father God, we couldn't even get to this place right now if it had not been for you. Some of us, oh God, don't know what tomorrow going to bring. But God, you helped them to survive yesterday. <laughs> they survived yesterday, oh God. They survived last night, oh God. Because early this morning, oh God, you touch them with a finger of love and they hear. Father God, that shows you really, that shows them how much you still love them, oh God. That shows us how much you still love us. That shows me how much you still love me. Father God, we love you today, oh God. Father, we ask you to, to speak a blessing over the, your woman servant today. You know what she need. You know what she, you know what her family need, oh God. Father God, not only are you the increase, but God, you are also the crumb. God, we thank you for being our crumbs too, oh God. Everything that's on the table, whatever falls on the floor, oh God. We thank you for it all, oh God. Whatever gets tossed, tossed in the air, God, we thank you for it all, oh God. 
And Father God, whoever else in the house, oh God, Father God, I ask you, God, to let your Holy Ghost just, just, just touch everyone in this place, oh God. Touch the hearts of everybody, oh God. And if anybody, oh God, got anything in their heart that ain't right, oh God. Father God, she talked about different types of spirits. Somebody, oh God, came in with some spirits. They didn't know it, oh God. But God, but I thank you, oh God, that your word knows how to draw attention to it so that we can pray up against it and cast that thing out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare victory in this house right now, God. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing right now. In the name of Jesus, I declare deliverance right now. In the claim, in the name of Jesus, I know that there is salvation, oh God. And it's in the, at the name of Jesus. Father God, we love you, God, and we bless your holy name. Oh, God, as we get ready to leave this place, not out of your sight, God, we ask you, oh God, that everyone that's getting ready to bring, oh God, their tithes and offerings, Father God, it ain't about what the folks in the land and the rumors are talking about in the world in the world today. But your word says it plainly. Your word says it plainly. Bring you all the tithes into my storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Father God, we, don't, we cannot neglect the offering because all of it, oh God, belongs to you. Father God, you are the one who gives the harvest, but you're also one that gives the seed too. Father God, you are also one that gives the increase, oh God. Father God, what's in preserves, oh God, you got there waiting for us too, oh God. So God, let every piece of money that gets raised and brought forth today, let it be done so, oh God, for the edifying, for the uplifting of your kingdom, for the edifying of everybody's soul, oh God. In the name of Jesus, you know what we need, oh God. Hold back no good thing, oh God, from your children. You are a good parent, oh God. We're not always good children. But you are a good, awesome parent, oh God. You know what we need even right now, God. And we thank you for right now, God. We thank you for it. Now, God, as we get ready to leave this place, and definitely out of your sight, God, we ask you, God, to let the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, room and abide with us now and forever. Let the whole church say, Amen. 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 Give God a hand of praise. Amen. As we get ready to go, one more time. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my on my level, heard them down. Don't forget for, for the for the preacher. Give her in your envelopes. Put some uh, put a love offering in the envelope for the preacher. Amen. Hallelujah.